Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Opponitos. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's the Monday morning episode. But if you're IFS, you get it on Sunday evening. It's almost like voodoo. Um, uh, Yeah, I haven't really planned anything to talk about. Uh, we, both of our football teams have won by two goals to nil, I think, at the weekend. Um, so that's good. I'm more pleased about it than you are. Yeah. That's true. Um, because it's a stay of execution for the dreaded David Moyes. Yeah. Um, did you watch the Sunderland game that was on earlier on? I didn't. On Sky? I didn't. Was um, it a good game? Yeah. Well, I mean, nil-nil at half-time. And then five minutes into the second half, Middlesbrough gave away a penalty and got a man sent off. So after that, uh, we were in the ascendancy and won quite comfortably. Oh, so good, good stuff, good times, good great result. atmosphere. And that was at your place, yeah? across on the telly. Yeah, well, we came across on the telly because we had a 43,000 crowd in. Wow. Which is pretty good for the championship. Yeah. Um, but I don't want us to get promoted. I'd rather not be in the Premier League. Okay. I'd be quite happy with us just bouncing around at the top end of the championship because it's more fun. And winning games. Yeah, I week. mean, relegation scraps are a nightmare. But I suppose you're only, you know, the only hope for a team like Sunderland coming out is it's one of the bigger teams and therefore might attract in, once they're up there with the big staging you've got and everything you might attract better owners it's weird now you sort of think of owners almost in the same way we think of managers or players where they're interchangeable and they change every few years do you know what I mean I mean yeah. they certainly have yeah. done with Sunderland over the years haven't they and it's, it's it's a strange thing that you used to think there was what actually with football clubs there's very little left that's permanent you know, they used to be these sort of institutions mm. in a, a town or a city that were like part of the community in the same way that churches or schools or hospitals used to be. And there was a permanence to them. And now mm. anything can change. Like, you know, people talk about MK Wimbledon and MK Dons, but really that does happen. You know, look, if you take West Ham, West Ham move, first of all, they move from Newham to Stratford, right? So it's still East London. Yeah. But it's quite different. Do you know what I mean? It's it's, it's not like two yeah. streets away. It's like, you know, mm. it's a it's a decent journey from one to the other. It's very different, right? It's, it's certainly Stratford's more cent, more nearer into central London. Whereas West Ham yeah. Upton Park was very much like on the fringes of East London, sort of a little, you know, little kind of residential area that, that frankly you'd never go to unless you either lived there or we're going to the football. You had to go for the football. So, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and then owners change. Even fans change. You know, even the, the sort of... The, 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 everything fucking changes. You know, some clubs even change their fucking kit. Cardiff did for a while, didn't they? So it's all up for fucking grabs. Yeah, and when you... That was down to the owners, It's weird it? that I even said what I just said. It's like, fucking hell. 
some of them go up. Well, maybe someone else would come and buy them because you think, oh, here's a big club with a lot of support and a good stadium who are in the Premier League. Mm. It's like madness now that we think that way about our clubs. Because I think about, about West Ham. David Gold, the kindly old porn baron who recently oh, passed okay. away and we did a tribute for yesterday. Uh, we done a tribute. And, um, you know, and, and there's various rumours constantly circulating about the future ownership of West Ham. And in the same way that sometimes as a fan, you look at players or managers. So at the moment, West Ham need, well, we need both. We need new players and a new manager. So you start looking around, you start thinking, oh, it'd be good, wouldn't he? Or you think weird shit like, oh, maybe a great... Well, you look around the business community, yeah, 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 great. Graham Potter could leave Chelsea and then we could get him. (laughs) You start thinking of it in the business community. Yeah, exactly right. You start looking around and you know, maybe there'd be a good uh, person to come and buy West Ham. Hmm, he and we, maybe yeah. we could get that person as a chief executive. He seems to have sound business sense. <laughs> or a sporting Fucking director. Weird. Yeah, he's done well in the lower leagues. Yeah, Sign him up. It's weird, yeah, isn't it's it? Mad, isn't it? It's mad. It is weird. It was. Uh, um, it was weird at West Ham yesterday because West Ham were quite good, but it was clearly one of those things where it's like Everton was so bad. I mean, we're shit, yeah. but it was like, oh, good, you're shitter. You know, it was. It was very much one of those yeah. situations. And it certainly gives David Moyes a stay of execution. And I don't have anything personal against David Moyes, but I just think that this whole thing about... It's just a cliche, isn't it, that people say, you have to give you have to give managers time. That's just something they say. And when you mm. say why, they go, well, look at Fergie. Mm. He was one goal away yeah. from getting the sack until Mark Robbins scored in the FA Cup against... I can't even remember who it fucking yeah. was. Who cares, right? And it's like, mate, that was the eighties. That was that was fucking before time in the 80s. most fans were fucking born, right? Like, it doesn't matter what they did with Alex Ferguson. Managers should come, do two years, and fuck off. That's what should happen. I think season ticket holders should get the vote every six months, like when the transfer window yeah, opens, whether or not the manager stays. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's a great they, they, idea. Football fans know best, don't they? Apparently, so let them decide. Yeah, but yeah, we're the ones paying the money. Yeah, it stops them <clears throat> it stops us complaining because we can all go up. Mind yeah. you, um then what would happen is like in elections or anything where the people have to decide is that you get rows amongst the people. Because you could have fifty one versus forty nine percent like Brexit voting in a new yeah. manager and then there's a, a very large disgruntled minority. And only recently, I wasn't there, it certainly didn't happen yesterday, but apparently at the Brentford game over Christmas, which I didn't attend, um there were West Ham fans. My mate told me there were West Ham fans fighting each other in the stand. And I was like, why? And he went, well, you know, because there was people slagging off Moyes and there was other people standing up and saying, you know, Fuck, shut yeah. up. Don't. And I was like, I said, well, he went, yes, yeah, horrible, isn't it? Horrible scene. I said, no, actually, I'm glad I wasn't at that game. <laughs> I said, because if I had an opinion about who the manager should be, and yeah. I said it out loud, and someone sitting near me disagreed with that opinion about who the manager should be, yeah. I would smash that person's face in. <laughs> I, yeah. would, I, would, I would yeah. punch him and punch him and I wouldn't mm-hmm. stop. Him or her, whoever it was. Mm. I would just yeah. punch until they, yeah, I would just punch and punch and punch until I was dragged mm. off 
or until they just and were a bloody You wouldn't pulp. give them any warning either. Just as soon as they expressed that contrary opinion, you'd just be straight in there, both fists. Yeah, bang, and they'd bang, know bang, why. Bang, bang. They'd know why, because it'd be like, yeah. hang on a minute, mate, I just said that I wanted David Moyes to be sacked. And you've got up and said, no, that's wrong. Give, give him, him more time. time. And yeah. after the, you'd said that, you knew what you were getting into. You're going to get your face smashed in, right? And I just think that's fair. I don't care if we're both West Ham fans. Don't disrespect me like that, okay? Life's about respect, isn't it? And, and to me, what respect means, Andy, is everyone going along with my opinions. And if you don't know my <laughs> if you don't agree with my opinion, that's okay. But just keep your mouth shut. Don't uh, openly disagree with me, or you will yeah. get punched and punched and punched. Punched over nine or ten times, potentially. <laughs> Between eight and twelve times. I mean, I say it wouldn't be more than ten, because t- trust me, by the time I've punched you ten times, your head would have fallen clean off. And You'd I'm not going to be dead. I'm not going to carry on punching your neck. And I'm also no. not going to punch your dismembered head when it lies on fog, because that is a waste of no. my time and energy. Mm. So, so there you go. I yeah. think fighting amongst fans of the same club is is fine and understandable. Yeah. And also, you've got to understand it, as well... It the, shows that we've progressed, we've moved on, because it, it used to be fans of opposing clubs fighting each yeah. other, and now... And that was just silly, that was tribal. This fight. is more yeah. opinion, intellectual it's more nuanced, based. Yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. about debate, the cut and thrust of robust debate. Mm. And, you know, I think it's fine. And you got to understand as well, Andy, I mean, you know this, right, but... You know, these fans, these football fans, fans like you and I, earthy men, earthy men who work, we work hard all week. We work hard all week, don't we? Men of toil. And then we go to football and what do we want to do? We want to blow off steam, right? We do. In many ways, it's like it's our cathedral or temple or synagogue or or mosque, you know. And boxing ring. Yeah. And we go and we've worked hard all week. In our case, okay, podding. But in other people's case, mm. they've been at the foundry or God knows where. Maybe in some of them they've been at the Nissan factory putting exhaust Probably on. working on the looms Who in knows? some kind of... Yeah, if they're um, in Nottingham, they'd have been at the lace, wouldn't they, all week? The lace, yeah. They've yeah. been in the yeah, lace mill. The lace. Right. In, yeah. uh, you know, in Sheffield, they're, they're up making the knives and forks so everyone can have uh, their dinner without having to in use their Glasgow, hands. The, 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 the shipyards of Glasgow. Glasgow, they're building the ships, because if not, how are we going to get all the exports out, right? Sail them over to yeah. the countries that we got to flog stuff to, right? So all of these people, we're, you know, we're working, people, me and you, if we weren't podding, then what would happen to the pod economy in this country, right? And then all we want to do Fall is apart. blow off a bit of steam. And if that means us turning around to a bloke next to us and punching his face off because he has said something disreputable, believe me... Yeah. He, he wouldn't want it. The other guy, he wouldn't want it any other way. He knows that's part of his culture. It's just a, it's honest, it, like, like it was his it? father's yeah. and his grandfather's. Yeah. Yeah, quite right. Um, how do we get on to this? I'm not sure. Well, it oh, was yeah, good fun at West Ham yesterday. Yeah. We won, so that's something at least. Nice. Um, a little follow-up from the other day when um, someone called Martin got in touch. Hit it, Martin. Hit it, Martin. Um, Hit it, Martin. T-shirts are still available on the Top Flight Time Machine Red Bubble page. Anyway, go on. They are. There's still some left. Uh, A a, a cat in Istanbul dug its claws into his arm. Oh, yeah. Uh, He spent three days panicking. (laughs) Um, 
and then went to the uh, Dissendat Hospital. Uh, he was told, Turkish cats not have rabies. Come on, that's a little bit racist on you, think? <clears throat> yeah, maybe a little bit. Uh, Dissendat vet gave us some iodine, dabbed it with iodine. Uh, four months now, he's just about calmed down and he needed reassurance that he would survive. We made an appeal to our official doctor, uh, Loreline. Um, and she's she's risen to the occasion. She's got in touch, and she said, "Oh God, do I have to be serious?" Yes, yes, Loreline, you do. Yeah, you're a fucking doctor, Loreline. Yeah, you do have to be serious. Uh, but she, then she says, "Martin should definitely go and see a doctor." <laughs> so uh, four months should be <laughs> oh, plenty thanks. of time for symptoms to show, as usually they develop within two to three months. But have been not to manifest in a week, but as long as a year. And it's important to get the shots before the symptoms manifest as there's nothing that can be done once they do. And mortality from them is virtually 100%. <laughs> Fucking hell, Loreline. So she's just... He only got a uh, scratch of a Turkish Martin. cat. That's how it starts, though. He hasn't been she says, if you can't get the... bitten by a fucking chimpanzee. If you can't get the shots when you're on holiday, it's okay-ish to get them when you return. But soonest is best. I'd say if they haven't shown in four months, then he'll most likely be fine. But he's going to be very annoyed in another few months. Symptoms start, and he's thinking that he might have still had time. Regards, <laughs> Loreline. So, Martin, <laughs> if you're listening, you are a ticking time bomb of rabies death, oh, Martin. Fucking hell, Martin. And you should definitely go and see a doctor. I worry that our insurance doesn't cover the amount of, like, we're like swap shop for bad advice. Right, people call us up, ask yeah. us questions. We're like, don't ask us fucking questions. It's dangerous. Then some other fucker who claiming to be an expert, but we don't have their credentials, calls up and offers up pretty serious advice or diagnosis of things. This is going on every mm. day, and sooner or later, someone's going to die as a result of this podcast. That's my worry. Well, I mean, people sometimes get in touch and they say that they've laughed so much that they almost crashed the car. Well, if they die that way, I'm not bothered. That's a badge of honour. Is that all right? Well, I mean, we don't know. How do we know if someone's died from listening to this podcast? Well, hopefully their family would get in touch. we don't find out, do we? Hopefully their family would get in touch. Well, what what are they going to go to the scene of the accident and and find out what they're listening to? Dear Andy and Sam, just thought I'd let you know, my husband, Dave, Absolutely loves your podcast. He's always going on about it. He's even got a T-shirt that says this and that. I don't really know what it's on about. Anyway, last weekend he was driving along, listened to an old episode you did about mud, and he laughed so hard he fucking drove at 50 miles per hour into a lamppost and died on the spot. Thought you'd like yeah. to know. All the best, Janet, his wife. For- Forty like now, so you can update your records. I'm sure this happens a lot. <laughs> On account of the podcast being very funny, <laughs> take the FN. <laughs> I'm invited to the funeral, but we've already had it. So never if mind. you if if you do have a loved one, a spouse or whatever who's died as a result of laughing at our podcast, then we will give you a complimentary IFS membership for one year, only at basic level though, um, not turbo. Yeah. That's taking the piss. And also, yeah. we want some documentation to prove that they died as a direct result of our pod. The basic level's not worth the fucking paper it's printed on. It's well, that's all they're getting. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'll read out another email if that's all right. Yeah. This is from Neil, who's 40 years and two months. He says, all right, cunts, 
Uh, I once wrote to you about the oh, I remember this. I once wrote to you about the humpback bridge story, but you read my brother's oh, yeah. version instead. And he's the Pyle brothers have got a big fucking beef with each other, and this is not the first time we've been caught <laughs> no, in the crossfire. Not. But go on. <laughs> yeah, they still he's still bitter about it. Yeah. Um, he says the bullshit's about going to America for two weeks and coming on with an accent, which we mentioned recently, reminded me. Another story, me and Ricky, my brother, I guess that's the Ricky who got his story about mm. the Humpback Bridge read out. Hi, Ricky. Um, me and Ricky went from the Hampshire Wiltshire border towns up to Liverpool to watch a game or to watch the 2005 Champions League parade. I forget which one. Well, it was obviously Whatever. very memorable that you forgot yeah. what, what it was you went for. Anyway, we go down south. We go from down south up to Liverpool and Rick walks into a pub opposite Anfield and the cunt orders a pint in a Scouse accent. I think <laughs> he even called the barkeep La. <laughs> so there we are. I don't know how true that is. This feels as though it's the ongoing, as you said, the ongoing saga of the Pyle brothers and the Humpback Bridge story. Yeah, listen, lads, and go out of each other. It doesn't last too short. I know you clearly you annoy each other. Listen, I know it's like I've got three brothers. Andy's got a brother. Brothers always annoy each other. It's just the nature of it. But, you know, it's unhealthy for you to be sniping each other via this podcast, you know. Mm. Um, keep it, yeah, just just lighten up. You know, yeah, all right, you pretend to be a scouser. Listen, mate, if you're both Liverpool fans, fuck me. You know, Liverpool, there's so many plastic scousers amongst uh, the huge sort of um, Mickey Mouse fan base. Right, that exists for <laughs> Liverpool outside of Liverpool. Right, I mean, Liverpool's not even that fucking big, mate. It's not even a big city. It's got two clubs as well. It's got two fucking clubs. Um, there's so many. And, uh, yeah, they are, you know, a lot of these lot of these um, supposed Liverpool fans from other parts of the country do the whole kind of de-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Jalapeño. I've been ruminating for all afternoon and morning about whether to tell you the next thing that I'm going to tell you because Ooh. we all remember the Louis Collins incident where I gave away, I made comments about a real life person and then ended up fearing yeah. for my personal safety and my mum had to intervene. True. Yeah. We remember that ugly incident. Yeah. And so I have to try and be careful. But this thing tickled me so much. I thought, my first thought was, well, I'd love to talk about this on the podcast. And I thought, maybe I will, maybe right. I won't. But, you know, here we are. We've done about... Can it Can it be anonymised if you, if you need to? or It's to be... funnier if you know who the person is in a way okay. because they have been mentioned before on the podcast, but I will anonymise it anyway. It'll make it much less funny, and it'll but it'll also make oh, okay. it quicker. It's up to you. I was, you I was scrolling through you. Facebook. I was scrolling through Facebook today, and up popped a particularly sultry image of the Conservative MP and former leadership candidate Penny Morden. Now, I'm sure we have discussed at pathetic and creepy detail in the past that we, we, like all men of a certain age, find Penny Morden attractive, despite the fact that she is an awful Tory, right? Yeah. It's hard, it's confusing for men like us, right? But she is not even strangely attractive. She's just straight up attractive. There's something very sultry about her. As someone once said, she is the classic, your dad's new wife. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, obviously yeah. she's sexy. We know that. We can skip past that. But uh, I thought, hang on, what's this picture doing on my fucking, on my Facebook page? I thought I was in a left wing, I thought I was in a left of centre echo chamber on Facebook. That's the whole point of it. You're only friends of people who already agree with most of your opinions. If there's a picture of a Tory MP, I want it to have something really horrible and trite written underneath it. But no, it was just a picture of Penny Morden MP. Um, and I thought, oh, she looks sexy, but who on earth would have posted this? Then underneath in the comment section, I saw who it was. Um, it was one of my friend's fathers, who I am friends with on Facebook. Right. And underneath this picture, first I was baffled for the first 10 seconds since I worked it out. He had written the words, Penny Morden husband. And I thought, strange comment to write under a picture of Penny Morden, Penny Morden husband. And then I realised... Is this a Google search that he's done? had done what's known in the internet world as an Ed Balls. He had accidentally uh, written his Google search as a comment yeah. and not realised. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's it, and it's like it's the it's the fucking what do you call it? It's the smoking gun, right? It's the smoking gun of internet sex searching when you've actually written it down and then left the comment. Penny Morden husband. Well, my friend, I I took I screenshotted it, yeah, and I sent it immediately to my friend and said, yeah. your dad. <laughs> Is searching Penny Morton. Right? I thought, I have to alert him. I have to tell him. So he's gone, right, I'm I'm with him now. I'm going to fucking ask him about it. He's asked him about it. I'm getting live updates, right? I said, what's he saying? Has he denied it? (laughs) Right, and he went, (laughs) he's he's babbling. You know, like when you go on the... You know when you go on the back foot and you suck him, what? Yeah. What? Because he hadn't realised what had happened, that he'd published this, right? He went, oh, yes, 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 uh, Penny Morden. Wow. Uh, she'd just been... Uh, she'd been very outspoken on a particular subject recently, so I wanted to find out more. So my mate's gone, oh, yeah, she'd been outspoken on something, had she? And your natural response to that was to Google whether she had a husband or not. <laughs> We'll look at her husband. I said, see if maybe he's even married. Maybe when he hears a woman being outspoken in the public eye, mm. his thought is, she's rather outspoken. Why isn't her husband keeping her in line? Let's find out who he is, this useless cuck. <laughs> if my wife spoke publicly like that, I'd keep her or I would immediately discipline her. <clears throat> I'm no Googling it. To see who your husband is. Oh, he's caught no former husband. Oh, she's, she's a divorcee. They were only married for a year. Oh, he couldn't he handle her. Paul, you couldn't handle a wife like that. She's yeah, too sexy. Yeah. Oh, by 2015, she was in a long-term relationship with businessman Ian Lyon. <laughs> yeah, that's the perfect <laughs> name for the husband of a Tory MP. Ian Lyon, Ian businessman. Lyon. Uh, a part-time classical singer. <laughs> All classical singers are part-time. You don't do 40 hours a week classical singing. Yeah, I'm, I'm full-time, plus I'm doing double-time, because now um, there's been a lot of strikes, but I'm not in the classical singers' union. So that means that I get to work when they're on strike, and I actually get double-bubble for that. But what it means is I've done 12 consecutive eight-hour shifts. And it's getting to me. It's getting to me, not just physically, but to my mental health as well. Uh, Morden's hobbies include astronomy, painting, dance and music. She seems like quite a... Sexy hobbies. Quite a hippie for, for a Tory. They're sexy hobbies, aren't they? Yeah, Especially they're very sexy dancing. hobbies. Painting and dance combined. Whoa. And music. Well, obviously, you can't dance without music. Uh, I wouldn't put past yeah. her. So what's what's the latest then? Has he has he confessed to have done this? Does he is no, he admitted to confessed. his reasoning? Dads, here's the thing, right? Dads, and I'm I'm not talking about our generation, dads. Dads of the generation of our dads, right? So yeah. Men who are now, let's be fucking real, in their eighties, a lot of them, right? Seventies or eighties. That generation of dad never, ever confesses to anything, or apologises for anything. They're just not in their DNA. Just not who they are. They're never going to do it. But the fun in that is that, so my mate now will be really, to entertain himself, he'll be really pressing his dad on this matter. And there'd be no fun if you thought there'd be a point 
at which the dad would just go, yeah, all right, fucking hell, she's fit. So I Googled her husband. I mean, you, right, you're 50, you're prepared to Google her husband live on air and announce it to all the listeners, right? Because you're cool with that. But it's a generational thing. There's no way your dad would do the same. Or my dad, or my no one, none of our dads would do it. They, yeah, they, they, a lot of them were born uh, in the uh, 1940s. Some of them were even born in the 1930s. Mm. It's just not part of their makeup. They will never admit to their sex searches on Google. They will never apologise. Yeah. They'll never confess to any. They'll never acknowledge ever being wrong in their lives ever. I've done that now, and I've googled that because I've got no, I've got no What's skin in the game, yeah. as they say. But I've googled stuff in the past. I wouldn't want fucking bringing up on this podcast. Have you? I just I just do it in Google, not in my Facebook replies box. Well, when I was at Comedy Central, I came in one day and I said, right, what we should do is, I tell you what people are interested in, or I said, I tell you what's interesting, is the amount of different kind of cocks you get in the animal world, right? Yeah. I, I said, it's, it's, it's extraordinary. You think more or less all cocks are going to be the same, but some might mm. have fur on them or, you know... Some might have scales on them, mm. whatever. But more or less, a cock is like a long thing, right? Yeah, protrusion. Uh, yeah. And I said, but it's not. Mm. Um, because someone had shown me a penguin cock. And so I came in and I said, look, if you don't believe me, gather around. I had a team of people working with me and I Googled peng- penguin cock. And a penguin cock, I believe it's a penguin cock, is like a corkscrew, mate. Whoa, really? Yeah. yeah. And um, <clears throat> and I said, it, it's amazing. And so like, I divvied up all these different animal cock Google searches for the team. This is, we're talking yeah. about 2013. I think if I did that now, post things like Me Too, I would get, perhaps rightly, at, I would have been fired that day. Right? He's coming yeah, in here. An alarm that, would have gone off in the IT office, wouldn't that it? That ghastly man. And not just the IT, but the way that I was telling them, all the members of staff, including some were women, coming in, and they go, that ghastly man oh, yeah. is coming in here, and he's he's telling us to fucking Google, like, you know, badger cocks. First thing in the morning, mm-hmm. when we're still just having our bacon sandwiches, this is horrible, it's triggering. Pervert. And it might be right, but back then, I didn't know any better. <clears throat> And, uh, yeah, I was going, right, everyone, Google penguin cock right now. This is what our work's going to yeah. be today. Stick the pictures online when you get them. And, you know, a lot of people will, will want to click on that. So that's one of the worst things I've Googled. <clears throat> Different times, isn't it? Mm. Different times. Can I just um, alert you to, uh, we'll do a bit of football content. This is a tweet. Um, we're recording this just after, earlier on, Leeds United drew nil nil with Brentford Ugh. in the Premier League. Yeah. And um, someone, a Leeds United fan, Andrew Haig, has posted a picture of what looks like um, an A4 sheet of paper that's been on the dressing room wall in the Leeds dressing room. Mm. And it's Jesse Marsh, the American Leeds manager. Um, And it's what he wants from his team. And it says, keys to the game. And there's eight points. (laughs) And I'll read them out to you and Mm. tell me how... Moved or affected by all of this, you are. If you think it's effective, number one, fast starts. Yeah. Exclamation mark. Always online. Double exclamation mark. Mm. Brackets. Throw-ins. <laughs> okay. Number two, stay aggressive. Brackets. Sprinting. Going in. Close brackets. Fuck it now. Number three, minimal width. 
Vertical. Counter press. Wow. Number four. Go in, join in, and swarm. Brackets. Prevent switches. Fuck. Number five. Shifting, pumping, and defending forward. That's my favourite so far. It's good, that one, isn't it? Yeah. Like pumping, isn't it? Yeah. Number six. Play forward. You're kind of repetition there, but fine. All right, we'll let him off with that. Yeah. <laughs> Number seven, clean sheet mentality. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right behind that. I can see why he's getting paid the big bucks. Number eight, last one, celebrate moments. Exclamation oh, mark okay. times three. Well, that last one is fascinating to me, and it's very American. Because he's saying not celebrate goals, which I personally think are the only things that it's justified for you to celebrate. And and Cluffy, one of the greats, he didn't even discourage celebrating goals amongst his team, didn't he? He yeah. didn't like them celebrating. He made them all shake hands in a sort of civilised, understated yeah. way. I think it's okay to celebrate goals, but he's not specifying goals. He's saying celebrate moments. moments. Very American. Yeah. So he's like, we already see, and I don't like it, goalkeepers celebrating saves. I mean... Yeah. To yeah. quote Roy Keane, that's your job. You know what yeah. I mean? That's your job. Exactly. Don't be celebrating your job. I don't <sighs> hear the postman punching the air and doing a backflip when he puts the fucking letter through my letterbox in the morning. Right? <clears throat> so, But J- this Jesse Marsh character wants to take it one step further. He wants someone, if they do like a good <clears throat> tackle or, or pull off a fucking decent throw-in, he wants yeah. them to celebrate and turn to the crowd and start fucking pumping their fists. Sorry, that's not... Go back to America. That might play in gridiron or whatever yeah. you call it, right? But not here in Britain, not with football. It's just not going to work. We're not really well, celebratory people in this country. It feels like there's a contradiction there of pumping and also having a clean sheet mentality. Yeah, you're not going to get I mean? any clean sheets if you're pumping no, all night. Exactly. So uh, that led to a home goal of straw against Brentford earlier today. Well, so clean sheet we mentality, though. Well, that actually is a good result for them. I mean, you know, I would have. I think in our predictions, I predicted a Brentford win. You said one nil. Yeah, I'm just looking at the points that have been acquired. I think that you did predict a draw uh, for that. You got three points today or this weekend because you said Bournemouth and Nottingham Forest would draw one-one. Uh, what have I got? I've got. Uh, oh, I've got seven points, mate. Fucking hell. A couple of correct ones. Leeds nil, Brentford nil, yep. And West Ham 2, Everton nil, I said. And results bot, the wretched uh, robot has got two points. It correctly predicted our our respective teams uh, win. So right now, you're on 58, Sam. Mm. Uh, And of course, the predicting window is almost closed. So you need to think about what you're going to do as the second half of the season comes round uh, I'm on 75 results spots now on 72 so I've taken so the lead you're 20 this points weekend. ahead of me I'm, I'm 17 points ahead of you 17 yeah. and 3 ahead of results spot so I don't know well what, 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 I might go back to basics i tell you what I haven't really been doing this season is, is no I haven't done total predicting I haven't listen back <clears> to the last is it, the World Cup break just sort of knocked me off track I think I was slowly coming back and eroding your league and since then I've been yeah. go, going downhill again it's because I stopped total predicting and from next week I will be bringing total predicting back high speed yeah. high press gingen press predicting yeah yeah 
Okay, well, we'll I'm gonna write, that next I'm going to write some week. motivational fucking terms, slogans and phrases, just like Jesse March, all over the Vita module and stick them to the wall. Predict fast, mm. predict hard. Pump mm. your predictions. Pump your predictions Pump them out. Into yeah. an, Pump Dawson's face with predictions. <laughs> Sometimes I might call you in the night when you're sleeping and when you answer the phone, I'll have it. I'll yeah. call from a hidden number. And when I call and when you answer the phone, I'm going to shout predictions down the phone at you. All right, okay. Mm. Or outside my hotel room the night before an away game. Yeah, whilst banging a fucking Three pot in the with a wooden yeah. spoon, marching up and down outside the fucking Premier Inn in Nottingham. Yeah, where's your clean sheet mentality now, Dawson? Yeah. Why now? Why now? Why now to Bournemouth? <laughs> Two one away win. Oh, I'm going to Derby for Derby West Ham in the Cup up at Pride right, Park. Yeah. I managed to get a ticket for it. And uh, nice. just to keep you updated on my Premier Inn movements, I think I'll drive up and there's a fucking Premier Inn right next door to the ground. So I'll be staying there and driving back Whoa, the next and morning. And it's not sold out? It's not sold out. It, it, it is currently over £60 for the night. So yeah. obviously demand is high. You know how you you know how I always book the hotels for the playoff finals. Yeah, months in advance. Mm. I've got for the playoff final, the championship playoff final date, twenty ninth of May, I think it mm. is. I've got two scenarios with hotels that I've got booked. Oh. Because not only is the playoff final on at Wembley, I have hotel mm. rooms booked at Wembley for the playoff final. Mm. Also that night, Sparks are on at the Royal Albert Hall oh, in London. What a double fucking whammy you could have that night, mate. So what a I've laugh. got a hotel room booked for a Sparks eventuality elsewhere yep. in London, and I've also got the playoff final. And but if potentially, we get the playoff final... Potentially you could have both events, obviously. Potentially I could have both. Wow. Potentially my poor son will be dragged along to see Sparks at the Royal Albert Hall <laughs> after watching Sunderland inevitably lose in the He'll final. He'll have a wonderful course. time because in the tuck shop bit at the Albert Hall, um, yeah. me, yeah, me and Len went there last March to see Madness and we've never forgot there was a particular type of Cadbury's snack that we have mm. never seen before <gasps> or since. Don't you might go? Oh, they're everywhere, mate. I've seen. I, exclusive. me and Len have never seen them before, and we've never stopped talking about them. And they're very easy to remember because they're called. You get them in. You know those sort of bags that you get, like the purple bags, and they might have loads of like caramel buttons in or whatever. They're more for yeah. like sharing at a cinema or whatever. One of those yeah. sorts of numbers, right? They were called Cadbury's Nibbly Fingers. Did you ever come Whoa. across those Nibbly Fingers? Are they like chocolate fingers? What small? Yeah, they're just chocolate fingers. But they called them wow. nibbly fingers, and we we haven't stopped talking about them since. Because once you start saying the term nibbly fingers, nibbly fingers. you can't stop. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's fun to say. They're fun to eat. Fun to say. I was going to say, did you get some? We got some nibbly fingers. We nibbled the fuck right. out of them, and it's worth going back to the Albert Hall just for them. Let alone the act. Let alone Spark. Fucking so hell. tell your son that if he's having th- doubts about it. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's the episode. I guess. Thanks yep. for listening, everybody. We'll be back with all the other stuff this week. Rabies, Rod Hull, Roy of the Rovers, all the R's. <laughs> three R's. The, th- the three R, the holy, the holy trinity, <laughs> the trinity of great R's. podcasting. Thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.